Hello everyone and welcome to episode 359 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week. Kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How's it going this fine Monday, Richard? Hey Seth, doing well. How are you doing? I am also uh, doing pretty well. We got some fun stuff to talk about this week, but before we get into that, we got another co-host in Krim. Good morning, Krim. How are you today? Uh, morning, Seth. Uh, you know, new, new week, lots of, uh, playing a lot of alchemy. I'm glad you mentioned that, because that's actually the first topic we're going to have for today, is a kind of first impressions of our new alchemy format, the new cards. So we wanted to talk about that today. Also, uh, we got this kind of interesting comment from Dr. Richard Garfield, a creator of magic, about kind of his original intention for how magic would be uh, would be played, which is kind of interesting. Some information on booster prices may be going up, uh, some fish mail to answer. So that's the plan for today. But before we do a reminder that our show today is brought to you by Card Conduit. And Card Conduit, you've probably heard about them from us before. They are a great way to sell your magic collection, and they're offering a new service geared towards selling smaller batches of valuable cards with a reduced service fee. With their curated shipment service, you can sell your cards for the best available buy list price with only a 5% fee. And as with all Card Conduit services, you don't gotta sort your cards, grade your cards. You get to skip over all those hassles and just safely package everything up and ship them out. And of course, course, you'll get a detailed report with the results. So you can check out Card Conduit's curated shipment option. It's a way to buy a list up to 150 cards with fast processing, optimized prices, and the low, low service fee of just 5%. And right now, you can even get another 10% off by going to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And let's talk some magic. And we're going to start off with Magic's newest format, Alchemy. So Alchemy, it is finally out. It launched on Thursday. I've been playing it. Crim's been playing it. Richard, have you tried Alchemy yet, Richard? Oh, can I can I rant this early in the podcast? Okay, let's. Seth? Okay, <laughs> you know, right, let's start with a good Richard rant. You know what I was doing all weekend, Seth? I was coding. Mm-hmm. I was coding the Bosch system. <laughs> That is Arena's handling of alchemy cards. Like, oh my goodness, I didn't have time to play alchemy because... All right, let me just list some things for you. What do you think the set code for alchemy is? Is it A22 as shown on the symbol on the card? Of course not. It's Uh, Y22. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Okay, okay. okay. Wait, it is? It's Y22, all right? So when you export a deck from Arena, the code will be Y22. And when you import it, it better be Y22. Now, let's say you have a card like Omnath that's been rebalanced and you built a historic deck like, you know, way back in the day when it was legal. Do you think that deck is legal? Of course not. You got to switch it for the new rebalanced version, even though the old version doesn't even exist. And uh, if you export it, guess what its name is? It's A-Omnath. Yeah, that's How right. I remember that. This, right? And your deck is not legal until you swap the Omnath versions in it. Right. So we have to support the A dash name. You know, it's Y22. It's it's very clear that Wizards didn't plan this out. Right. It's not like they thought about this like two years ago and like, okay, now is the time. They just like hacked the crap out of it, including their clients. So, yeah, that's that's how alchemy works, everyone. It's it's great. Oh, 
Yeah, I, I had not considered. Well, I guess I had thought a little bit like, oh, this is probably going to be a big hassle for the website. But yeah, I hadn't really thought through just how big of a hassle it would be. I don't know why they didn't, I don't know, plan for this, maybe, because Arena's having its own issues with Alchemy. Uh, the deck, uh, decks being illegal thing, that's something a lot of people have been complaining about. Like, oh, I fired up Arena, I went to play Historic, but it shows all my decks are illegal because of the nerf cards, so I had to spend hours like going through all my decks to just take the cards out and put them back in so they would suddenly be legal again. It does feel, I don't know, a little, a little rushed, maybe. Like, Wizards didn't think through all the implications of Alchemy before releasing it, but, ha, ah, yeah, so site stuff aside though, Krim, I know you've been playing Alchemy. Now you've got to experience it firsthand. How do you actually like this format? Okay, I think a good amount of these cards are a blast to play with. Uh, I, I mean, if we're, if we're ignoring, you know, like the economy and all of that stuff, like, yeah, like it, it is a little bit annoying, uh, like for the economy. I think the, the games, the game really needs to fix that, but just strictly on a gameplay kind of like, like aspect, I think the, the format's a blast. Everything about the format so far has just felt, I don't know, like the, like it's exactly what I wanted, right? Because I've been wanting to explore the digital space. The only thing here is I think only two cards or maybe only one card might need some nerfing. Uh, like, which is like the, the general or the captain or whatever. Uh, other Inquisitor, than- Inquisitor captain's getting nerfed. There is no doubt in my mind that that card is, is going to remain unchanged for sure. That card is so busted. Like, I yeah. actually honestly think it's just better than collected company. Like, that was the comparison oh, during spoiler season. But after playing with it and realizing how you can like chain clones together or ephemerate it or things like that, like that card is absolutely bonkers. It is so over the top good. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like it, I did not expect it to be that good. First off, I, I really didn't expect it to be like to count like your deck. I'm like, huh? I read this as like, you know, hand and like, you know, graveyard and, and, and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Who cares? Right. But then, but then they, they cast it and it's just like, oh my God, this is so much better. Uh, so yeah. Uh, other than that though. It's, it's cool. I love this. I love seeing magic being played, uh, in, in this, weird wacky way uh like playing with patient zero playing with all these new seek cards uh like whatever the new six mana draw spell is awesome in a control deck so i i've just been having the time of my life i i have also really enjoyed the format i don't know I really want to see like how much I'm enjoying in a couple of months because I always enjoy new formats. So whenever I get a bunch of new cards to play with, I'm like super happy and just like having a blast no matter what the format is. Like I just love brewing new decks, playing around new cards. So how much of my liking of alchemy is just like it's new and it's novel and how much of it is, oh, it's actually like a really good format that I don't know the answer to yet, but I have also just really had a blast and I'm already at the point where I really can't imagine playing standard. Like you don't play against, yeah. <laughs> you don't play against Epiphany very much. Uh, some of the other cards that showed up uh, super often aren't there. Mono White isn't quite as good because of Luminarch is being powered down. So all of a sudden, like uh, I don't know, like why would I go back to playing Epiphany like four out of five matches when I can play this format, which I'm seeing a lot of different things. There's cool new uh, new cards to try, new synergies to check out. So I've been really, really having fun with Alchemy so far, and I kind of hope it continues. I will say like the variants can be a little bit annoying sometimes like with, well, what is the card? Key, key to the archive is a card that maybe I is kind love of like, the 
a sleeper from the set. Like all of a sudden, a lot of decks are playing. It's just like a four mana mana rock that makes two mana, but then you get to draft a card from its spell book, which is a bunch of Strixhaven <laughs> Mystical Archives, which has some really broken cards. Like you get time warps in there and demonic tutors and counter spells. That's a card like, oh, the mirrors of that are so stony in the sense it's like oh my opponent got a time warp and I gotta claim the firstborn or something and it's just like oh my god so the variance is like super high it's fun for now I wonder if that'll remain fun like what do you think of the draft mechanic I think that's like the the highest variance and it's a mechanic that worried me the most because I've talked to a lot of Hearthstone players who really dislike the Hearthstone version of it to the point where they like quit Hearthstone because of the discover mechanic, which is really, really very similar to draft. What do you think of that mechanic, Krim? Is it like too high variance or the right amount of variance to make it fun and interesting? So far, I've had it's essentially discover, right? And it's it very much discover from Hearthstone. Yeah. Like it's discover and I, I like to discover. So mage's spellbook or whatever. I thought that was a fun card. So it's just a lot of that here. Um, and of course, I think the thing that makes it absolutely awesome is that it's, you know, well, there's a discover spell or a mage's spellbook card for multiple archetypes, right? You have the cat version, you know, you have, there's just so many things. Uh, and, and I'm a huge fan of it. I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, and, and like key to the archive, though, it is technically it's random. It's really not right. Cause at the end of the day, you all, you both kind of like, you're going to draft a removal spell. It's just that it's, it's pretty much you're going to draft a removal spell. And I, and I'm okay with that. So I, I really like it. I love it. You're, you're really looking for the, for the time warp. That's, that's a big I, payoff. Time warp, and then you blink it, then you get regrowth, and actually, then you blink it, then you get time warp, and then got I em. never <laughs> want to get time warp so far. I want to really? get. That's like what I always snap off is, well, unless I'm like dying and I need removal, but I, that's usually what I'm looking for most is time warp, I think. I am looking for usually approach of the second sun as it's a way to win the game. <laughs> Oh, I have one. I have one with approach. It is kind of hilarious to like have these random cards. But I had one where I like key to the archive approach of the second son. I played another one. It got demonic tutor so I could tutor up the approach of the second son. It just cast it again in one. So it is kind of like hilarious how the gameplay <laughs> goes with this. It's like so random. But you also get to see these cool cards that aren't part of standard. So there's some like weird nostalgia built into it, too, I think. Yeah. I guess that there's probably some nostalgia into it. For for me, I I am just strictly always looking for a removal, so or or a win condition. The question for you guys: so, you know, the concerns of new format that we're like, okay, it's fresh, it's new, it's exciting. Then when it settles down, it becomes boring or unbalanced. I feel Wizards has the balanced part on lock, right? Like if any card is actually broken, they can just go ahead and and fix it, right? So, I would suspect that the freshness of the format continues. Um, but we've all previously played Hearthstone, right? Why have we stopped playing Hearthstone? That 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 is the question, right? Like, assuming Wizards can fix power, would we stop playing Alchemy for whatever reason? Like, there's too much randomness, or I, I don't know what it would be. But, like, why have we stopped playing Hearthstone? So, I mean, honestly, for me, the main reason I stopped playing Hearthstone at all was was Magic Arena coming out. So I, I liked Hearthstone as this, like, kind of fast, casual thing that I could play where 
it's so random anyway that I felt like I didn't really have to think or try hard. I could just kind of like halfway pay attention and like and play a game if I want to fill a little bit of time. So but once Arena came out, then I sort of just spent that time on Arena and kind of mostly stopped playing Hearthstone. And I think it'll be doubly true about Alchemy. Like if I want that experience of this like you know, somewhat random fast game of magic. It seems like best of one alchemy would definitely fill that void even better probably than Hearthstone. Cause I personally, I like ma- uh, magic much better than Hearthstone anyway. So it was a, kind of a natural fit for me. So that was the main reason, honestly, was kind of arena just like pushing it out for me. <laughs> for me, I just single handedly hate demon hunter. <laughs> so <laughs> wow, really? are you, a, are you a priest player, Graham? I am. I am a priest okay, player. I am a control <laughs> warlock player. I am, you know, like, like those are my go, like a freeze mage also. So those are my go-to classes, but, but like, I just have not had a good time with, with what demon hunter was. So that class single-handedly just made me skip, like just skip on hearthstone. Actually, the, the other reason I quit Hearthstone, like, so, okay, so I quit Hearthstone when Arena came out, played all Arena, then I realized I got all these gems or whatever the, I can't even remember what the currency is on Hearthstone, but I had a bunch of money saved up from playing a draft, essentially, on Hearthstone. So, like, I'm going to build a tier deck. I had enough resources built up that I built priests, like, top tier priests. I had a ton of fun with it, and then uh, it got nerfed pretty brutally like many of the cards many of the best cards in my deck all of a sudden became really really bad and i couldn't even like compete with my deck anymore and i was pretty upset because to me it felt like i got banned and i couldn't use these cards anymore and i actually complained about it on twitter and someone said oh don't you know like when they nerf cards you get like a month to exchange them for full value so this isn't really the end of the world Uh, and it was past the time for me to actually do that with the with the priest nerfing but that was that was what kind of turned me off to it was getting my deck nerfed so bad that I couldn't play it anymore and I didn't realize that I had a way to build another deck that is one of my concerns with alchemy honestly like I feel like that's something that's going to happen to people is you build a deck around these new cards and then they end up nerfing those cards and then arena doesn't have any mechanism to compensate people for it like at least hearthstone has a mechanism where they're going to essentially give you your wild cards back is the equivalent in magic so I think there is a risk there too that maybe nerfings are going to turn off some people who invested in the format because I know it did hit me pretty hard in Hearthstone when I dumped all the resources I had saved up over like two years of playing arena runs into this deck and then like a month later they nerfed it. For you yeah. to play life sets, you can't just <laughs> you can't just open the wallet and conjure another deck if you're free to play. So like if you if you work like six months towards your deck and then your deck gets nerfed, it really feels bad. I really I, think they need to offer there's gotta be some sort of consideration for that like even hearthstone does it in hearthstone one of the complaints people have is uh, hearthstone players think their economy is pretty bad and at least they like refund you for nerfs or give you the option to refund for nerfs so i hope that's something wizards considers i don't know i think they should do a little bit more to help with the economy because that was my biggest complaint why i'm having a ton of fun with the format i spent in the last three months i had to spend 250 dollars to get the cards from innistrad midnight hunt then i had to spend 250 dollars to get the cards from innistrad crimson vow and then they dump alchemy and i had to spend 200 dollars to get the cards from alchemy in like two months time three months time 
that's almost a thousand dollars or like seven hundred and fifty dollars or something that I've had to spend just to play standard in Alchemy on Arena. And this is gonna keep happening. Like I'm already like a little bit dreading Kamigawa that Kamigawa is gonna come out and that's gonna be a bunch of money. And then a few weeks later, Kamigawa Alchemy is gonna come out and that's gonna be a bunch of money. So uh, I don't know. My my experience has been this has really hurt the economy. That's something we talked about a week or two ago when this was announced. That was one of the big things that people were complaining about and in practice, it is just as painful as everyone thought and just as expensive as everyone thought it would be. So oh, hopefully Wizards can tweak some knobs, although I don't have a lot of faith in that. Wizards, I don't, has there been ever been any change Wizards has made to the arena economy to make it more generous? Like, I, I honestly can't think of one. They hid the vault. <laughs> That's just so you don't know how ungenerous they're being. Yeah. Hey, the placebo effect worked, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what what could they realistically do at this point that would make you happy about the economy? Okay, so I mean, so crossing things off the list like add dusting or add trading, which I think like as much as I do think that would be a really good solution for a lot of players, I think we're just past that point. I think for the immediate future, they could print cards from Alchemy at lower rarity that would be pretty helpful like these cards don't go into limited there's no draft format for these cards so you don't even have the argument of like oh rahilda would be really broken and limited at rare they would just snowball out of the game like that doesn't apply so there isn't really a reason you got to have like mostly mythics and rares and just a handful of uncommons and no commons so that would be something that would be helpful giving a mechanism to refund or uh, an option for a refund for nerfings would help a little bit uh they promised a long time ago that they would improve the vault in some way and then they just ended up hiding it instead they did. <laughs> and, and, yeah, i guess that's sort of an improvement you don't gotta you don't gotta look at it and be depressed as you open a pack and, and get like 0.001 of a vault or something so i guess it is sort of an improvement but that wasn't what i was thinking when they when they promised to improve the vault so i'm hoping for at least some small changes like that i do think the overall like if they added the option to dust or something that would be a dream for me but like i said i just I don't think that's going to happen at this point. I mean, yeah, like the fixes they would need to the, that they do need to make are really not with alchemy itself. I think that's just like overall the whole game, right? Like lots, like they do need to rework their entire economy. So that and like I, for me, I think it's like a few cards actually need to be. I I I think they could be buffed. I thought there would have been more party support, uh, more like just love for archetypes that didn't really get play in standard, and. Yeah, so far, I mean, they kind of got some support with that one new angel cleric thing, but really all that did was buff clerics. <laughs> I mean, I will say, I think they did try to do that. Like, if you look at the cards they did add, there's some spirits, there's some, like, zombie stuff, there's discard support, there's werewolf yeah. support. So it does feel like that was what Wizards was trying to do. There was, like, arm scavenger for, like, Boros warrior equipment or whatever. So I think that was their goal, but... I don't know. It's our first run. Maybe they didn't exactly hit it out of the park with uh, powering up all those archetypes. But I do think that's what they're trying to do. So I'm hopeful that, I don't know, maybe Kamigawa gives us some more pieces for some of the decks. Because I do think they did a good job of, like, werewolves got a lot better now. Like, werewolves with oh, the, the yeah. new one drop and also Rahilda. It is, is a that the much red more card? aggressive... Uh, yeah, the, the, the robber of the rich type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that thing. card is absolutely bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's another one that I think is almost like buff 
level like on the edge for me that like uh, i don't know like i don't know if they'll keep that unchanged or not but but they did do a good job i think of powering up some archetypes but yeah they could still do more with stuff like party and whatnot for sure all right let, let me harp on the economy just a little bit more okay <laughs> <laughs> because here 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 is here's my biggest problem with all these new shiny cards is that it costs money to play and i think one of the biggest problems with arena is it stifles innovation and creativity um mm-hmm. there, there is no reason to play any tier two or tier three or tier four deck because it costs you a lot of money and that money is better spent on a tier one deck right and you know wizards a couple of years ago, they were trying to like block all the data. They're like, oh, you're solving the metagame too fast. It's going to stifle creativity. You know what stifles creativity? Making it extremely expensive <laughs> to play the game. So you will just buy one deck and that deck will be the best deck. And then you will play it and complain how unbalanced it is. <laughs> right? So I think they need a complete economy overhaul. Like all cards should be accessible. So all cards should be free. Uh, or maybe like a flat subscription fee where you can get access to all cards. So you're actually playing with the entire card pool. Like every jank mythic is available for you to try at no extra cost, right? And they monetize in other ways. Like, I don't know, like they haven't done a really good job of it. Like skins, they kind of just gave up on it. Like boards, I don't know, like any cosmetics, right? Like we have games uh, like League of Legends who charges like, almost nothing right and it's, it's just made entirely on uh, people's goodwill they enjoy the game so much that they're willing to shell out extra money uh to look better in the game so i i think just like somehow overhauling the economy so that everyone has the entire card pool will fix some of these metagame calls uh that that we see right where you know maybe there actually is a good cleric deck in there right but are you willing to spend like a hundred dollars to see if it's good right and then most people will not and then it won't be discovered and then we'll just complain and move on so i do think the card pool is a big issue with arena yeah i mean i I think that's definitely true and i think that's why we see a lack of diversity sometimes i think that really is part of the reason why you run into hours epiphany you know four out of five matches or mono white or mono green because uh, people can build one deck and they got to play that deck until they can earn another one which takes quite a long time so i think you're a hundred percent right i would love to see a subscription model like the loan program I absolutely adore it on Magic Online. It is so awesome to be able to literally play anything you want. Like, you pay a flat fee and you have access to all the cards. You can play a deck, you can turn it into a different deck. You can play five different decks a day if you want to. Like, play a league, trade your deck back in, get a new one, play another league. It's so, so awesome. My only concern is, like, boy, the cost aspect. Like, I'm afraid it would be a disaster because I'm afraid if Wizards did announce some sort of subscription program, it's going to be, like, $250 a month or, like, some <laughs> car payment, and then everyone is just going to, like, flip out over, like, how expensive it is. Ten bucks a month. Is oh. it... What does Netflix cost? Is it Netflix the bar for, like, subscription services? Like I think know, Netflix like 10, is, like, 10, 12 bucks, bucks now. It's went yeah, up a little bit. Like yeah, somewhere in that range, yeah. I mean, that would be... That would be amazing. Like, like Secret Lair. Just, just figure out what Secret Lair is on Magic Arena, right? Like, everyone just plays the base game, and then you just make all your money by people buying Secret Lairs. But, like, what, what does Secret Lair look like on Arena? I also feel like they could greatly improve the cosmetics. I know when, like... 
the default cosmetic is just not interesting to me. It's like the same thing and the art is like slightly shifted and the border is extended or whatever, but like it's just not cool enough. They do all these crazy secret layer drops. They, we know they have the ability to do really cool borders, really cool art. So I'd love to see the, the the cosmetics just be improved. I know we get some of them in the store, some of the special special stuff like the whatever the black and white Innistrad lands are in the store now or whatever. Like we see some of those show up in the store, but I think they could do a lot more with cosmetics that would make me buy them uh, because the, the default ones that show up with every card, every set. They just aren't cool enough for me to actually spend money on. The eight bit lands are cool. Like they've been, they they've been upping a lot of. Like I felt like the cosmetics game has been pretty sweet so far. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they do some good things. I just think the default like extended border with the same art is just like I don't know. That doesn't that doesn't do anything for me. That I never buy those, and I've even stopped like getting the mastery pass because so many of your rewards are those card styles, and I just don't care about those card styles. If they were a more interesting card style, then it would probably incentivize me to get the mastery pass, incentivize me to spend more money to you know pick up these card styles or whatnot. So I think they could do way more than they're doing now. I, I think you're right; they're heading in a good direction, and we do see more cool things showing up as far as cosmetics. But I think there's still a ways to go. Digital exclusive skins so you know you know the Ooh. arcane secret layer that's a skin Ooh. on arena and only on arena <laughs> not even in via real secret layer you get like a full art vi or something as a chandra or whatever and then you just go to town <laughs> so have either of you played historic at all since this came out because historic has been oh, like yeah. Okay, so you play I have not actually gotten a chance to play like more than a game or two of historic how big of a shift did we see in the meta? Like, is Historic kind of the same, or has this led to a huge upheaval in the format? Historic has definitely just gotten a lot. Well, you already know that everyone and their grandma loves playing the life gain decks. Yeah. The only thing that got better, and because of that, the the captain got even better. Right? Like, the, the captain continues to just be an amazing card all around. So, um, yeah. That, that's the, the meta hasn't changed too much yet, but it is just release week, right? So there's still a lot of time for things to like kind of evolve and kind of come together. So, but for right now, I am just thinking that like historic is, has gotten a few buffs, um, just from these cards alone. And I feel like specifically white creature decks, which is like, I think what every life gain player in the world has been asking for. <laughs> There are many thousands there. There, it's got to be the most popular archetype on Arena for sure. So many people have that deck. I mean, that sounds okay though, because I think people were worried a little bit that, like, oh no, I can't play the historic deck I built. But it seems like so far that probably hasn't happened. Like, there's some upgrades around the edges, but it's not like, oh, Jun Sacrifice is dead now, and I just can't play it anymore, or anything like that. So yeah. that's that's probably good that it wasn't too much uh, change right away, because I think that's one of the things that people are really worried about, which <laughs> makes a lot <laughs> of sense. Jun actually also got some goes. upgrades. Oh, what did, uh, what did Jun get? The new 1-2 that, like, when it dies, they get something from the cat spell book. Oh, yeah, the, the new eye twitch type yeah, thing. Yeah, the new eye twitch thing is also pretty good. I guess that's, like, especially good in their deck because they actually actively want Cat Oven. And you yeah. have, like, a, whatever, 20% chance or something of spinning into it. So, yeah, that actually seems really perfect for that deck. I got to say, too, like, as much as the economy is an issue, I was surprised at how well Arena handled this. <laughs> like, it fired up on Thursday, and 
There was no big crash. There was no, you know, additional downtime. Uh, <laughs> there is blew one. up. Yeah, there's uh, there's <laughs> Did one. Everyone pretty... boycott the launch set. Is that why? <laughs> Did you... uh, maybe, but there there is one annoying bug with Settle the Wilds. Settle the Wilds also is like that card's kind of insane. I think that card's really really strong. That's the the one that seeks out a land for three mana, and you seek a permanent to your hand with mana value equal to the number of lands you control. I was playing a uh, a deck that's actually going to be coming up this week for against the odds with Settle the Wilds, and uh, it also seeks a copy of the land into your hand, but it's a fake version that you can't do anything with so by the end of the game if you cast two or three of these you just have like three or four lands that look like they're in your hand but they aren't actually in your hand which uh actually gets kind of annoying to like try to keep track of but that's the only like major bug that i found with these cards which i was expecting to be a lot worse like i was not expecting to be able to play arena on thursday maybe it is that a lot of people are boycotting uh if you believe the post on reddit <laughs> It sounds like some people deleted their account because of this or whatever. Uh, but I was surprised with how well Arena handled it, honestly. Yeah. Very low expectations. <laughs> We're just the happy it worked. The smithereens, A plus, <laughs> S tier. We are legit so, just happy it works. <laughs> it didn't delete my account and empty my bank account, S. <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> so so we talked you a little joke, bit earlier. You joke, but seriously. <laughs> We talked a little bit earlier about Inquisitor Captain, which I think is the probably the the strongest card from this release of Alchemy. That's the one that I I'm 100% convinced is going to end up getting nerfed in one way or another. Maybe it's like if you cast it to stop some of the loops with blinking it or whatever. But I do think that card's going to get nerfed. What else do you think has stood out is just like top tier power level cards, uh, Grim? Like what what are the most powerful cards or other stuff that maybe could be so good it ends up needing to be nerfed? Is there anything else on your your short list of best cards from Alchemy? Oh, so discover the formula, which unfortunately is also being played in the turns decks because they can just copy it and then cast it and then they just get two copies, which is for those that are listening, discover the formula is four and two blue instant seek three non-land cards, then non-land cards in your hand perpetually gain this spell costs one less to cast that that card is just, oh my gosh, it is so good. I I love that card. So yeah, like right now, I am a huge believer in that card, and I'm also a huge believer in Key to the Archive. I think Key to the Archive is just absurd. It is just actually absurd. Yeah, Key to the Archive is, that That card surprised me. That's one that I thought, oh, that's probably fine. You know, it'll be good in Historic Brawl. It's a good mana rock for Historic Brawl or whatever, but that card has been way better than I thought, to the point where I've seen people, like, playing Teleportation Circle. I actually played some Teleportation Circle to, like, blink it, because if you can just keep getting its triggers, it's really, really strong. The other yeah. cards really stuck out to me uh rahilda the the two drop werewolf thing uh that is another new just like snowball card uh where if they play this on turn two and you have like a clunky draw and it flips oh you're kind of just dead it flips into double strike and it always hits non-land card it's like a way better robber of the rich so that card has some real snowball potential and i think grizzled hunt master is like kind of insane the the living wish creature that's another one that i expected to be good but it's definitely lived up to my expectations and creature based decks where you can just play this huge toolbox sideboard and be able to snag 
your whatever card you need for any given situation. So I think that card is one that I'm definitely keeping an eye on. I don't think a ton needs to be nerfed, though. Like, a lot of these cards are good. And I think, honestly, the power level is probably higher than, like, the Innistrad sets. That, that was something I was wondering about, too. Like, how do these cards compare to the cards that are in real, quote-unquote, standard? Like, my first impression is... A lot of the alchemy cards are probably of a higher power level than Crimson Vow and Midnight Hunt, and these are going to be, like, kind of staples of this new format. But what do you think, Krim? Like, how, how do they compare to the actual standard sets? They are, I mean, they're they're obviously very powerful, right? Like, yeah, there's, there's just so much raw power here, and I think that's why some of it does get nerfed. But, I mean, they straight up put Cryptic Command into the format. <laughs> Pretty much they did, right? Like, you know that, have you seen the, uh, the two blue, blue counter spell, uh, where whatever spell you counter, you seek a card of the same mana value that you counter? I've been playing that. Is that, that actually good? Is I, it actually I, good? I have been playing. I mean, okay. So it's not cryptic. I don't get to tap all your stuff and bounce everything. But the fact there, the fact of the matter is getting example, like if I counter a three drop, I know I'm getting another counter spell. Like, like 100%. It, that, that is most of my deck that, at three mana. <laughs> So, it's so the most crim crim thing I've ever heard, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like that that card is so good. It's so good. Like, if I'm not getting a counter spell, then I'm getting a board wipe, <laughs> and and I know I have way more counter spells than Path of Perils. So, the only thing that's a little bit awkward in this, in like so far as the mana reduction stuff, I found this out for those that are listening. Memory Deluge is a big no no. <laughs> it is not great. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that actually because it <laughs> it, it equal the amount of mana you spend on it that's right <laughs> yeah it actively just it's, is worse <laughs> have you run into any issues with not seeking out a card i guess with kinder denial it's probably consistent that's something i ran into with some of the greens uh seek cards like settle the wilds that seek based on the number of lands you control that in the early game it's really really strong but then in a late game you have a ton of lands and unless you're like randomly playing a 10 drop for some reason <laughs> you don't actually get to get anything because you just don't have the right mana value of card in your deck I mean, MDFC, Seth, your favorite, mm. you know, um, like it, since I've been playing a lot of Esper, uh, if I'm able to counter a seven drop, then I get, you know, Amiria's call. Um, like there, there's lots here across the curve and, and against the green decks around three and four, that's like a sweet spot. Like three, four or five is the exact spell where I'm essentially tutoring, right? I just get to get whatever I want. So, like, and then, like, you know, with the six-mana draw spell, you know, like, if I counter any six-drop, like, Averbrook, whatever, then perfect. So, all around, I am just in love with that that card. I'm usually able to get whatever I want. I I haven't seen a 10-drop, but then again, I haven't used, like, a 10... I haven't used it in, like, Historic. I've only been playing it in Alchemy. So, maybe it's different? Yeah, I mean... uh I've I've really enjoyed the format so far, so I, I I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that maybe Alchemy wins some people over. Uh, I think that what Wizards needs to do to make that happen is just somehow make it a little bit cheaper for people to play. I, I really wish. I think you mentioned this maybe last week, Richard, that they just went crazy with rewards for the launch of Alchemy and just giving people like a ridiculous amount of packs so they can try out the format. Because I think the format legitimately is really, really fun. And if only more people, you know, had the had the wild cards or the money or the time, whatever, to be able to build the decks, I think a lot of people would actually end up 
really liking the format. So hopefully, hopefully it continues to develop in a good way. And maybe against all odds, Wizard takes and improves the economy in some way. But any other alchemy thoughts before we hit up some of our other topics today? I, I closing thoughts is I, I legitimately really hope they do take this time to like understand that they, there's so much potential here. They really got to stay on the ball here and they could like, cause yeah, I mean, like you had mentioned earlier, I just don't see me playing standard with alchemy, right? Cause like this is just so much more fun and the fact that they can fix stuff on the fly is big. So I hope they really do take this time to, to know that they have something special here and they should not let things sit around for a thousand years and, and, and then decide to nerf. Like I, I think some things like, like our runs epiphany, the change didn't do anything. Like, so not so, enough, like not enough. Keep on nerfing. Keep on nerfing, be aggressive with it. Don't be afraid to like change, like, you know, to like do all the nerfing. I would agree you with that. I mean, that's the point about goodwill. Me. You might as well run with it, right? Like <laughs> the worst <laughs> is they upset everyone and then accomplish nothing. That's like the absolute worst case, right? So everyone's upset already. You might as well take this time to like perfect what you're trying to do, which is balance the formats, right? And then yeah. actually put to good use <laughs> like the, the 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 stuff you did right so yeah i think they should act absolutely try but it is the holidays so they're probably not working through the holidays so i i, I don't know how fast uh this particular iteration will go yeah the, the timing of it being the holidays does make it a little bit different but otherwise i think this is the prime like the primo time to do it right like like this is the format to do it in uh there's there's a lot you can do here yeah, I think they said their plan was monthly, uh, as far as nerfs and buffs. So, I mean, what have we had? Less than a week now. So we might have another, like, three weeks or so to go. But I actually kind of like that aspect of it. Once you get past the, uh, the economic pain and you actually yeah. have the cards you need to play the format, I'm kind of looking forward to the next round of, like, nerfs and buffs already. Because I know by the time this starts to feel salved and boring... And then we're going to have another round of nerfs and buffs, and then it's going to feel fresh again. So super painful for the wallet. But as far as just the gameplay aspect, that actually like kind of excites me. Anyway, we got another interesting topic this week. Someone on Reddit asked Dr. Garfield, Dr. Richard Garfield, creator of Magic, how Magic was intended to be played. Richard, <laughs> uh, what did what did Garfield uh, what did Garfield say? All right, I'm the doctor now. Quote for quote, okay? <laughs> he actually replied uh, <laughs> replied here. Magic was intended to be hugely varied with lots of different avenues for play, which changed over time. It was not meant to be simply creatures forever. There has been conflict between this view and reality for a long time. Cards that destroyed mana or forced discard were hated, but I wanted them to be part of the environment. I wanted cards people loved and hated rather than cards uh, people thought were quote unquote all right. This doesn't necessarily play well with the constructed tournament environment. You can, however, often get the great variation I like with draft or cube environments. That's that's so, my Richard Garfield right there. I he, love hearing he that. He likes MLD. He, he likes uh, he likes those kind of effects. You and damn he likes right the variations, he does. Right? He <laughs> likes draft and cube. Oh, I love Richard Garfield. After hearing that, it's like, yes, print some of that back, please. Yeah, I think that's like a really interesting response that I had never thought about before because we're kind of in an era where cards get hated, they uh, get a lot of complaints on social media, on Reddit, and then a lot of them end up getting banned eventually. Like, 
are hated cards actually a good thing? I never really thought of it that like uh, it's kind of making you feel something kind of like art. Sometimes, you know, art makes you feel positive emotion. Sometimes it makes you feel something negative. But the goal is to make you feel something. Maybe hated cards are kind of a, a, a good thing. Like are, are cards that people hate actually a positive for the game rather than just a negative? I think that's the most interesting part of that uh, response for me. 100% they are. <laughs> <laughs> says me <laughs> who usually is on the you know this less than favorable side of magic cards but i i, 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 I disagree with it. you guys what? <laughs> i mean i agree I, I agree with you guys but i disagree for the greater public you can view this with like almost um anything like movies music Right. Like sometimes you watch a movie and it's like so disturbing and you're like so disturbed by it. But it was like so good. But you end up feeling crappy for weeks because you're so disturbed by it. And, you know, you, that might actually be the greatest movie of all time. But then if you look at the general audience, most people don't want this like deep, I don't know, epiphany happening. Right. They just want to watch a movie, have some fun, go home and not be disturbed. And like, you know, their, their dreams shattered or whatever for months, right? I feel the same with magic, right? Like, it's cool that someone armageddon but if you sat down at FNM and you wanted to play some magic with your friends, you got Armageddon and did nothing and sat there, like, that's, that's not, that's not good, right? And, you know, as, as spikes, we can appreciate it, right? We're like, oh, good place, sir. You got me. I, I overplayed my lands, got Armageddon, like, good, good place, sir. But as a casual player, like, I just wanted to play some magic cards and I did nothing today and I wasted my Friday night and I don't want to see you guys ever again, right? And I, I feel that's the more general sense of it. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know that I agree with Richard Garfield here. Like, I, I can't imagine if Stone Rains and Wastelands and you know, stifles and things were running rampant and standard that people would be having a good time. You, you know Except that every, every time, great time. Yeah. <laughs> every time I counter a spell, I'm going to say, I'm actually going to say just like Richard Garfield intended. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I think, I think Richard, uh, sadly, I think Richard is right. Like, Ah, I think if you've been playing Magic for a long time and you were playing with some of those miserable cards, you know, 15, 20, 30 years ago, you kind of have a high tolerance for that. But for someone who is coming from Hearthstone to Magic Arena, let's say, or something like that, and is used to, you know, always having cards that they can cast and things they can do, I think for those people, it would be a pretty big turnoff if you fired up Arena and we're getting Armageddon or Mind Twisted or whatever. So to be like a... I don't know, a big game that's reaching a huge audience, it's probably necessary to not have that stuff taking place, at least in formats like standard, the most accessible formats. But for me personally, like I, uh, on a personal level, I do agree with, you know, Dr. Garfield. And I do think that magic is at its best when you have those kind of not as fun uh, effects going on. And I think it's also telling that he mentioned uh, turning creatures sideways forever or whatever. Like, that's not what the game's supposed to be about. And I do think that maybe that's really good feedback for Wizards, that even if you don't go back to sinkholes and you don't go back to, you know, some of the really mind twists and the just busted stuff from the original 1990s era of Magic, maybe the game is a little bit too much about snowballing creatures these days, and maybe there's a way you can uh, have the game shift again and not be as focused on that with it oh, still being fun and Richard accessible Garfield, to players. Please design green cards. <laughs> please. <laughs> no, please. Okay, hold on. Wait, remember the alpha creatures? That's right, you don't remember any of them because <laughs> no, they really sucked. No, good. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't want him designing the cards, but I agree with Seth, right? 
that <laughs> creatures need to be toned down, spells need to be toned up, but not Richard Garfield toned down. Like yeah. <laughs> all the mean yeah. creatures I play in Commander Clash came from Richard yeah. Garfield. <laughs> Richard Garfield, please build these. Vill- <laughs> oh, I mean, the, the problem is like, what would be a good spell nowadays? Like, it would just end the game. And no, how is that fun? No, 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 no. I mean, like, what's like, the what, difference? What is a powerful but fun and balanced spell? Alvin's Epiphany? Like, like, uh, what do we want here? Well, yeah, that, what's the difference that between that? Passive iteration? Like, th- these are great spells, right? <laughs> like, how do you make it powerful yet not oppressing, right? What's the difference between that and, like, Averbrook, the six mana green creature? Like, right? Like, I, I just don't see that. Well, what's the difference in any of that? Nothing. You're just replacing one bad for another bad, though. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I like that. So how do we actually fix it, right? That is that is a really tough. That's Con- a tough one. Control I, I actually don't Z know the answer. On green. <laughs> but yeah, I I I don't know. Maybe it isn't as simple as we think it is because I also dislike uh, you know having things like emergent ultimatum or things like Alrin's Epiphany be the primary finishers. I'd rather be trying to deal with a Hullbreaker horror or whatever. Like uh, so, in some sense, I do see how that'd be really hard. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's maybe my biggest issue is just like the cheap snowbally creatures, the werewolf pack leaders and Rahildas and uh, Ragavans, these like one and two mana creatures that just like if you don't kill them, they essentially just win the game by themselves and do it really quickly. Like maybe just toning that down would be enough. Maybe you don't got to make the spells better. Maybe it's just like making the creatures a little bit worse, uh, at least some of them. And maybe that would get us to an equilibrium where things were kind of balanced a little bit. I propose a 10 card or or, sorry, 10 word text limit on all creatures. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever you want, 10 words maximum on a creature (laughs) so that they can't like draw cards and play from exile, like punch your foot in the face every time they hit. Right. Like it's just like too much. Right. Like what, what if your, what if your one mana spell was like literally a two, two and that's all it did. Like, how about that, right? I'll even take a 3-3. I think a one-mana 3-3 would be perfectly balanced and, like, way worse than, say, Ragavan. Maybe they just need spells that make creatures. There we go. Like, you don't cast a questing Uh. beast. You just cast a four-mana sorcery that makes or conjures or seeks a questing beast onto the battlefield. Uh, I don't don't know if that's what we need. Yeah, no, I, I was mostly joking. That that would not be any different than questing these. Or like, <laughs> <their> spells <laughs> will come with power and toughness, and they fight each other on the stack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, we got we got one other piece of news to get to before we answer uh, a couple fish mail. So uh, we got some news out of Europe about distributors talking about prices going up, starting with Kamigawa Neon Destiny. Not a hundred percent sure if this is worldwide. We know back last summer we. Heard I think it was through one of their quarterly reports or something that there was going to be a price increase uh, for Magic. We haven't actually seen it reflected yet. What do you guys think about the price of a booster pack? I feel like a booster pack has been like four dollars forever. Like since I started playing, I think the price is Wait, exactly the same. I thought it's been three dollars. Is it? Well, I think three dollars if you buy a booster pack. I don't know if you buy a single pack at, a, at your LGS. It's, for me, it's usually been four dollars. But I think if you buy a, a box, it's like three dollars a pack. But anyway, the price hasn't increased much in a long time. I can't remember booster price uh, booster packs being a different price. Is it time for prices to go up or is this just another uh, wizards being greedy, you know, another making the game more expensive thing. This is definitely it, it, like 
magic's already expensive as it is, right? <laughs> if they go up to go up, what were they? What's the new proposed price? So we haven't actually seen a price. The distributors are telling the LGS is like, you're going to have to pay more from us because Wizards raised our price that we're getting them for. But we don't know what that's going to look like. Let's say it's, uh, I don't know, $5 a booster pack. <laughs> Just a hypothetical. That's not known. Like, would you be okay with that? No. Uh, four fifty. No. Okay. <laughs> if it went hmm. up by five cents, no. <laughs> <laughs> so no price increase. Period. Yeah. I I just don't see why. Like we've already, there should be a booster pack already at like whatever three four dollars, right? There there sh- they can they can make ex- more expensive versions like collective bo- or collector boosters and whatnot, and that's fine. But like there there should just be at least a four dollar pack. Of some sort. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, I feel like the price, the price could probably fairly go up because it hasn't went up in so long. On the other hand, I feel like it's a really, really tough time to sell the community on booster prices going up because so much of the narrative right now is about how expensive arena is, how expensive modern is. Like we're kind of back in that. uh, We go through these cycles where things get better and there's a bunch of reprints and prices aren't too bad. And then things happen and the game gets way more expensive. We're definitely in one of these like more expensive cycles right now where that's a big topic in the community and even a five cent increase or some very small increase that's just going to make everyone think about the cost of the game again. It's going to be another thing for people to rightly harp on about the game being so expensive. So even though I think that it's probably not unfair for booster prices to go up, I think the timing of it's oh, really, really unfortunate and going to be a really tough sell to players. It, it definitely is yeah, a tough sell when you've got all these secret layers and so much product coming out already, right? And making more money than ever. Yeah. <laughs> Being upfront about how you're making more profit than ever. And now you got to increase the prices too. Like there's a bunch of reasons that it's just not a good look. But what do you think, Richard? It's, it's definitely happening. So, so the news we're talking about is European distributors, but, uh, in the United States, we, the government just released the consumer price index last week or just a while ago where basically they, they, they figure out like how much are you spending on everything? Like how much are you spending on your car, on your food, whatever. And basically in the last year, the index rose 6.8%. So we are spending 6.8% more for the same stuff we did a year ago. And, you know, inflation is out of control basically. So I expect it to hit magic cards eventually. Um, but like everything's more expensive, right? If you go to your restaurants and eat now, right? Like food's just more expensive. You go to a grocery store, you know, food is just more expensive and, you know, the, the cost of manufacturing and shipping or whatever has probably gone up too. And Wizards will pass it on to us. So while I agree that it feels bad, like it's it's bound to happen. Right. Like Seth said, like prices hasn't haven't increased in a long time. And what they what they did was step one, remove the vault. Right. They they removed <laughs> MSRP. Right. So that there, there's no guidance. Right. But, you know, now they're just going to start slowly or maybe not so slowly, increase the the price of cards. And yeah, it sucks because it feels like they're double or triple dipping, right? With Arena, you got to pay more. With Secret Layers, you got to pay more. And then now with like base boosters, you got to pay more. But like they can't keep it at $4 forever, right? Like would, would sure that still be $4 in 10 years? I mean, I mean why, why do they, they can, need to increase it when they already have so many? Like example, I, I just guess I don't understand why the pack prices would have to go up. 
because they constantly are releasing different types of boosters. You sell like a normal set booster for $4. You know what I mean? Like you, or at least that's what I assume, right? Like you, you would sell that for $4. Yeah, then, I mean, and then uh, they yeah. can add more value. I mean, they don't have to do anything, right? They can keep the price, but like because everyone is used to price going up, they'll just like ride that wave and make the extra money, right? I guess that's true that they kind of have some cover right now because prices are going up all around, and yeah. there's so much inflation that Wizards can just be like, "Hey, like I don't know, look at look at gas, look at whatever the price of the, you know the food that you just bought, like that's all going up. Like why you know why wouldn't our stuff be going up <laughs> the, too? Those are necessities, right? Like like let's be honest, sir. Magic doesn't need to make more than they already are, right? Like the, I mean. To be honest with you, they should keep it low. If anything, that moves more product. Because while you're releasing so many different lines of things, why wouldn't you, right? It just makes sense. Like, we're going to send you to the Hasbro shareholders yeah. meeting. <laughs> yeah. Convince them not to make more money. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that's a, it sounds hard to like try to pitch. Let, let's make less money. But like, you're, are you making less money if you if you would sell more at a cheaper price, right? And and you you're yeah. still gonna make up the difference from the fact that like yeah like you have you have secret layers coming out you have collectors boosters you still have all of that but but what if you just blame the LGSs and then make the same amount of money <laughs> I <laughs> I, your I LGS is increasing the price of oh those, you know, I didn't think of, about that like hey while you support your LGS because you want a place to play you know it's the right thing to do while well, they increase the cost behind the scenes and make all the money. And LGS is take the squeeze. I mean, I, I honestly think that's part of why they got rid of MSRP. <laughs> because then you don't really know who, you know, who the, the bad guy is who raised the prices. Yeah. Like, and, and it's easy to be like, oh, why is my local game store selling these for so much more money now or whatever? It'll be interesting to see what the Amazon, like, direct prices are like. If you want to see a real freak out, wait until <laughs> they're selling them way cheaper on Amazon directly uh, compared to what they're giving it to local game stores uh, through distributors. That would, Amazon uh, could take the crim strategy, right? Like, we'll just sell at less profit to get more customers and in the long run we'll we'll make more money while LGSs don't have that cushion to fall back on right they need to increase price because otherwise they can't pay their employees sitting in the store and then no one will go buy there because the prices is like 10-15% more than Amazon and yeah it's it's tough well, I guess we'll I guess we'll see when Kamigawa comes out. We'll see what the actual price is of booster boxes and booster packs. Sounds like it's going up. Hopefully it's I mean, if we're going to get an increase, hopefully it's a small one and not and not a huge one that's, you know, going up a dollar a pack or two dollars a pack or something insane. Uh, but it'll be interesting. Uh, we, we don't have that long to wait another month or so and we should be getting Kamigawa information. But anyway, I think those are all of our topics for today. So that means it's time to answer some fish mail. Take it away, Richard. If you have questions, send them to at MTGoldfish with the hashtag MGFishmail. We'll get to your questions on air. Uh, 72J Fisher, we'll just tie it all together here. Does alchemy hurt LGSs? After the announcement, I find it hard to want to spend $20 to draft and win packs or buy packs at all since I won't ever need them for the dying format of standard. This dilemma makes me contemplate playing paper again. I mean doesn't uh, uh yes i think it does uh, i think arena in general probably 
hurts LGSs, but I think it definitely does if Arena isn't the same as paper. At least if the formats are the same, then you have some people who are like, well, I want to practice my deck for, you know, FNM, and I can do it on Arena, and then I'll do really good at my FNM because I'll have all this practice in or whatever. Uh, it, that kind of goes away if everyone's playing Alchemy because you can't actually play the format at your local game store. So, uh, I think a lot of things are hurting LGSs right now, but yeah, I guess I would probably add Alchemy to the list to some extent. Would you play an alchemy land party at your LGS? Ooh. <laughs> like, like what hmm. if it's like a melee type tournament, right? Where you, you all register and then you show up to your LGS and then you pair up and play on your iPhones. Is that even uh, worth like put, putting on pants and going outdoors for? <laughs> uh, that's tough. Yeah, I don't know. You're still staring at the screen. You don't really have the same amount of interaction as you would playing a paper game with someone. So... I, if I was making that choice, I would probably just fire up Arena in my underwear at home <laughs> rather than, you know, making the trick to the LGS. Uh, all right. VBKLLR with 50 plus rares and mythics per alchemy on top of 85 rares and mythics per standard set. We're talking about 550 new rares and mythics per year added to Arena via standard alone. How can anyone keep up financially? Uh, yeah, that's, that is the question. Although I will say, I think that future alchemy sets are going to be smaller. I think that this one is kind of a, a double edition for Innistrad Crimson Vow and Innistrad Midnight Hunt. I'm pretty sure they said that future ones are probably going to be closer to 30 cards, uh, but it's still, that's still a ton of rares. Even if it's 30 per alchemy rather than 60 per alchemy, that's still a lot of extra cards. I don't know how people keep up, honestly. Like, it's a lot of money. I was talking about that earlier. It's costing me $500 a set, I think, just to keep up with all the different cards. And obviously, I need more cards than most people, but I don't know what to say at this point. Hopefully, hopefully Wizards make some changes because that is the biggest thing, I think, holding Arena back right now. Uh, Kylio Meters, have you guys heard of Magic Spell Slingers? I keep getting ads for it on YouTube, and I have no idea what it is. Uh uh, what is it <laughs> like legitimately what is it <laughs> there's so many things it, it's it's some kind of app game yeah i but i can't remember this at all when did this happen <laughs> i actually don't know i i have not actually yeah i don't know what it is either uh it is some <laughs> sort of app game but <laughs> is it I like simplified magic it looks like magic it looks like arena what is going on <laughs> Oh, well, oh, this is even more like, more like Hearthstone-y. There's no instance, but there's traps that trigger like Hearthstone cards when a certain thing happens. So I think this is like pseudo ma magic adjacent, but so not alchemy. actually real magic. Yeah. <laughs> this is it, the, the predecessor to it's alchemy. Other, it's mobile alchemy. <laughs> it really is mobile alchemy. When did this happen? I'm yeah. so confused. Why, why, why don't I remember this? Yeah, apparently it was announced in 2019 and it came out in 2020 is from what I'm reading, like <laughs> just frantically Googling uh, about this game that I didn't know existed. It looks exactly like Hearthstone. <laughs> this is pretty uh, interesting. Maybe we should play. Maybe, maybe it's balanced. <laughs> maybe apparently it's not. Good. <laughs> apparently it's not much of a thing because I think we would have heard about it in the last year or two. Like well, I've never people, seen a YouTube video. I've never seen anyone talk about it. <laughs> Well, that's just, yeah, that's true. I've never seen anyone play it, though. Huh. Yeah, maybe we got to check it out. 
All right. Uh, last question. Mike Lee 38. My wife pointed out to me the other day, Magic has successfully figured out how to make us pay real money for cards that don't exist. She means the upcoming Alchemy set. Arena system made us buy boosters to buy cards we already didn't want. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is I true. Mean, all digital <laughs> items don't really exist. Is I think I, I mean, think. I, I think we've gotten past that, right? We we buy digital music and movies and, and things like that, right? I will say, like, ugh, you can't you can't sell or cash out your account, which yeah. makes arena cards feel a little less real to me than like Magic Online cards. Uh, but but yeah, I guess it's not any different than any other arena card. Yeah, I mean, at this point I think it's now, just we pay too much. We pay too much for it. I think is the issue, right? Yeah, they yeah. should take into account the fact that they're locked in your account. You can't trade them. You can't sell your account. It's a, it's a sunk cost. So, in I would think that Wizard should consider that when they're pricing things, and you know, make arena cards cheaper. But so far, that hasn't happened. I don't. I don't think there's any way they <laughs> they care. <laughs> like, right? All let's right, look, look, let's look, be the honest. Holidays are coming up. Christmas is coming up. What if Magic just gave everyone like fifty booster packs of Alchemy? I I would love that. They should. <laughs> I, I would that's, genuinely that's, love that. That's what they what should do. Like, like, thank you for playing Arena for two years. Here's our gift to you. What if they like, gave you a pack? <laughs> <laughs> like at this point you don't I don't one pack all I, comments I would take a pack happy holidays here's 2000 XP <laughs> go buy the mastery pass so you can enjoy your gift here's 1% 1% vault progress you can't see it though <laughs> uh, but they really should I, I think they should have went super generous with alchemy to get people to try it that's they probably be- true Remember we used to just get free stuff from Magic? Like, you know, they just, like here, here's like a lightning bolt promo or whatever. Yeah, right? they used like, to send out the, those like textless cryptics. Like that's yeah. how the textless cryptic came to be. It was player rewards. They just mail you really cool Magic cards just as a thank you for playing Magic. Like that's how ah, Magic used to be. And now it's, it's like, how about oh, thank you a for sticking different. through us and making Commander the greatest format ever and supporting us and like here have some stuff, right? Just like anything, right? Like have a soul ring, like you know, like whatever, right? Or have you know, have some free skins or how about like two weeks of play any card on arena you want for two weeks right, over the holidays when you're at home, uh, you know, taking time off. Right. Like they could do lots of things, but they just. They're Grinches. They just don't want to. <laughs> I, I don't know why. <laughs> such good marketing. Right. It'd be such good marketing for them. Uh, I don't know why they don't do it either. And it doesn't even cost them anything. They're, as the question pointed out, they're not even real cards. They're like pixels on a screen. Like, it's not like in the old player rewards, you had to like print a physical card with ink and cardboard and then ship it in the mail, which costs something. Like, on Arena, you don't have any of those. Like, it, it, it costs you nothing, like, to, to do things like that. And still, like, we, we don't get them. So, well, maybe, maybe Whistlers will do something like that. I think the play for free for a couple of weeks would be great. <laughs> Whistlers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think a play for free over the holidays would be an awesome, uh, awesome event. Or, or, or a booster so pack. All- just, just like legitimately just a booster pack, please. Uh, uh, uh. Kerb, I'll send you a booster pack. You gotta send me four fifty. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, four fifty? No, 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 not every missing. every good deed deserves another one. I send you a booster pack. You send me four fifty. Okay. Whoa! I feel like I'm getting actually a bad deal because I can go get it at retail for four dollars. 
All right. Uh, not, anymore, Grim. not anymore. Not anymore. Thirty-five cents final deal. <laughs> no. Oh my God. No. <laughs> okay. If you, if, if you buy thirty-six, I'll give it to you for one twenty. <laughs> that's so much worse. Just go to your LGS. You can get a box for like ninety-five. Do, do you guys remember like maybe like two years ago? Like you used to get standard boosters for like seventy-five, eighty dollars, right? We yeah. We like already five bucks. Yeah, we already feel that that crunch now, right? Like they have increased, even though nothing official has happened. You don't get them on the steep discount anymore. Yeah, that's actually true. Now it's now it's ninety to a hundred. I think is the cheapest I usually see, and that's yeah. There used to be times when you'd find them for like seventy five, eighty bucks. Yep. I'm sure you could uh, still still get boxes of Ixalan. For that. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's maybe that's why they were so cheap because they were Ixalan boxes and no one wanted them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I genuinely think that's like legitimately true. Anyway, I think that brings us to the end of episode 359 of the Goldfish Podcast. Richard, if people want to get in fish mail for next week, what should they do? All right. Send them to at MTG Goldfish with the hashtag MTG Fishmail. We'll get to your questions on air. So that brings us to the end of the cast for this week, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to Richard and Grib for, th- uh, for hanging out. Thanks to Guard Conduit for supporting the show. And we'll be back next week to talk about whatever goes on in the world of magic. So until then, have a great week, everyone. And this is the crew signing out. Thank you.